0: goodness team no sleep what is going on folks it's uh what is it? march march 8th right something like that uh Martial, yes sir how, how you living brother
1: good man bless always you know 10 toes down still alive six feet above man
0: I, I told you so, i told you i'm gonna get a t-shirt that's got that on there and after running run, run its course we're we gonna we gonna do one with, with that saying right right there <laughs> uh listen let's, let's go ahead and get into it man we we got as always we got a great show uh, we got a lot of topics to to jump off into. We're going to start off with the social impact story, obviously. But, you know, before we get into that, man, we uh, it's not just us here tonight. We got we got a special co-host, special guest in the building who's going to bring some some heat uh hopefully we don't we didn't you No, know, he's still in the back in the back room there we, we didn't scare him off yet pre-show yeah. talking about about how crazy it can be let me go and get this couple of comments up first right here senior is in the building how you doing sir hope you're doing all right Absolutely. good good to have you in there and see now the show can officially start but listen, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get it going let me bring on this man right here ladies and gentlemen brian Carey is here how you living sir how you living
2: Good, thank you. Thanks for having me, James and Montel.
0: Oh man, listen, it's good to have you here. You you got some things going on in your world. You got some uh, opportunities and some activities that that's happening on your side. Tell the folks a little bit. Context: Who you are. Tell tell your origin story, so we can we can know who we are dealing with tonight on Team No Sleep, if you don't mind, brother.
2: Okay, so I am. Uh, I've been in the podcasting game since about 2018. When I was on a journey of self-discovery, I decided to create a a platform that could serve the purpose of making people think and also promote uh, other young business owners, such as uh, myself and a lot of the people I'm associated with. And thus, we formed the Infusion Breakdown Show. So I'm one-third of the podcast collective, and we meet on a weekly basis to discuss topics, whether it be relationship issues, political issues, current events, or just about anything. That's what we center the discussions around. And uh, like I said, our goal is to make you think, and then also to build bridges and connect with people. And I'm uh, glad to have found some some like-minded individuals like yourselves that I can work with.
0: I think you might have went mute, James. See what happened when I, I was yeah taking a, James I can't hear you. I was taking a drink, so you, you know I was behind the scenes and went on mute. That's why we we going live. It's all good. Hey, that's what I was saying is that this man right here is from Norfolk, Virginia. So we like him, and that's what that's why he's on the show. He's family right there. But this is the website to their channel. I will make sure to have that in the description so folks can check the breakdown crew out and then all of their other respective links as well. So. Man, let's let's go ahead and get into it, brother. Let's let's go ahead and get into it. We got a lot of stuff happening this week and not a lot of it's good. We're gonna start with this. We gotta start with this. We we gotta start with uh Brittany Griner. Y'all y'all know WNBA star player who is also playing in russia right now well she was playing in russia that's where she's making some extra coin but unfortunately she got caught up on her way back home from russia uh, at the airport <laughs> with some substances in her suitcase uh, i'm not gonna say alleged like everyone always says because they showed the video and it was in the suitcase So you know <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it right there so she, she has some hashish oil in her suitcase and everyone knows the uh, circumstances that are happening with the world right now, and where Russia is involved, obviously with the invasion of the Ukraine. It's just a, it's an interesting story, just for the fact that it seems like it's being blown out of proportion for what the the crime doesn't fit the time or the what whatever I want to say. She's being held against her will. She's being detained. By the time we found out about this it was already a couple of weeks in and now they're talking about holding her and charging right. her for approximately what, six to 10 years for this hashish oil that was in her suitcase. Let's go ahead and go around the room here. Gary, talk to us a little bit about, I mean, Brian, tell us a little bit about your your thoughts about what's going
2: on with uh, Miss Griner. First off, I'm hoping for her safe return and uh, that's, that's first and foremost. Yeah. But, I will say the, the biggest takeaway here, and I think the reason that a lot of people are surprised is because we're so used to our Western civil, civilization and way of thinking when it comes to laws, that when we see these uh, harsh, draconian like sentences that are faced and, and dealt out for menial crimes, uh, that's it takes us aback. And so we have to realize that when you go abroad and, and you're uh, found guilty, or even sometimes people who aren't guilty and they're uh, incriminated for things that... I guess they're, they're framed for, you face much harsher uh, penalties than you normally would. And uh, we've seen this time and time again. Like, I was doing some research on uh, a few of these articles about this specific situation mm-hmm. in which there was, uh, in 2020, there were two separate incidences where there were some Marines who were, they, they dispute the claim and they said that they were framed, but one on one separate occasion was sentenced to nine years for uh, allegedly assaulting and endangering officers and then another Marine was sentenced to 16 years due to espionage and a closed trial so they didn't expose any of the details to that so it's a a hostile environment you can't, uh, a lot of the things that you would expect here are fair trial if there is such thing, I know that a lot of people are critical of the judicial system, myself as well for uh, for, I guess the discrepancy between uh, fairness between certain groups but when you go overseas and you're you're again a foreign person outside of uh, that nation i think that uh, it adds another level of complexity to it i don't think people are uh, are privy to that they're have not in america
0: let, let me ask you something I, I i like where you're you're coming and where you're going and i know my tongue wants to get into this have you are, are you a mil- from a military background have you have you traveled you got a couple of stamps in your passport
2: no, sir. I've I've been to the Bahamas. I would okay. uh, hardly take that as being uh, <laughs> international. <Okay. laughs>
0: and well, and the reason I say that, and I say that in in, in all respect. So I, I come from a military family. My dad was in the Air Force for over you know almost, almost twenty seven years or so. And I, I did get the chance to travel the globe and see other different other other civiliz- not civilization. Good Lord, other other cultures and things of that nature, and have a respect for what I have at home and what and and respect for what, what's what's Abroad as well, but your statement really came out as someone who has seen other things. You either read up on it, you know something about it, you've been there, and and it is interesting interesting to know and to see that you go other places. Charges, criminal activities, jail times, and all that is, is very different. And I'm not gonna say it's third world. I'm not gonna say it's archaic, but you know, it. Can, look, where, where's the country where they're cutting people's fingers off? for, you know, you go out, you go stealing something, stealing pack of gum at the grocery store, they cut your hand off some places, right? <laughs> right. So it, it's I don't kind know. of mentality across the globe. And you're not gonna get that in Virginia. You're not. You're not gonna get that in California. But I mean, that those are the kind of the normal right. types of activities for illegal behavior. Now, Montel, again, I don't know if this crime matches the proposed <laughs> time of again six to ten years for some for some hashish oil. Talk to us a little bit about where you want to come
1: from. Yeah, Here. man, I, I'm, I'm something's. I think a little bit deeper than that. I do agree. Um, we're 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 definitely um, foreign to issues that go on in other countries when it pertains to their laws yeah. and the ways they go about life and every day. Um, but for hash oil, let's, you know, if we break it down the crime of hash oil, obviously she either she bought it yeah. while she was there or she smuggled it in, right? From the US. It was either one of those two ways. So my thing is where did she buy it from? Why are they not being persecuted for that for the same situation? If it was illegal to bring on the plane, why aren't they being persecuted, you know, prosecuted as well um, because they're over there. Um, two, usually in these kind of diplomatic things, especially someone with her, stat, with her stature, that they would kind of figure out a way to either find her, ticket her, or ban her from the country from not coming again. That's kind of usually the typical protocol like they did with ball. You know, ball or when stole the glasses yeah. or whatever from the place. Yes. Um, and, and this mm-hmm. is what's, what's really weird about this situation. Greiner has played over in Moscow for the last six years. This is not her first rodeo being over there. Mm-hmm. She's been over there six summers. So she's used to what's going on, what's happening. I don't, she didn't look like she was trying to smuggle anything. It was open in her suitcase. It was just in her the video. from the videos that I Yeah. Yeah, it was, just there. Showed, yeah, yeah, saw, it was yeah. just there. So obviously, she wasn't knowledgeable what was going on or what was happening. It didn't look like it was a, sm- a smuggling type of thing. Um, it looks like she was just, she packed it and she was ready to go back. Happened to be whatever the cannabis va- vapes. Um, and now she's being in a situation where she may be charged six to 10 years. Now, obviously, I don't think she'll get that much time. I don't think you know that'll that happen, but I do believe that, you know she's being made an example by being having to stay in the country, um, not having the opportunity to get out, and all those other kind of good things like that. So that's kind of where I take up on the law law situation. I'm not sure what I think. It, I think it's more personal. You know, they're they're, they're telling basically basically you in the United States, hey, you know, you get kind of doing anything over here. You know, we're we're holding. With the bad blood, you know, with the bad blood that's going on. Um, I just feel I feel very sorry for. Her, like I said, like he said, like uh, he was saying before. I want hope for a safe return. She does have family and friends over here in the United States. Yeah, you know, she, I know the WNBA, WNBA has been pressured to get involved. So, and their and their governing body is the NBA, so they're, they're they're being pressured all to get involved to get her back over here to kind of figure out and get everything done. I'm happy about that, but I mean, it just I don't. I, it doesn't fit, man. This is, I mean, vapes? It's is it a tears? bad
0: situation, and I think that this, this line that I highlighted, the fact that she's probably becoming a political pawn, just, just because yeah. of what's happening right now in the globe and what's happening between the world and Russia right now, and she's just being made an example of Maybe that's the reason why it's only her being held right now, but you know, some of the problem is, again, as this story says, as of March 7th, Griner's exact whereabouts are not clear. So we don't even know, you know, is she, is she getting food? Is she getting the necessariness uh, needs that she needs to make sure that she's okay, wherever she is. We, we, we need that proof of life mm-hmm. type of a conversation and, and call with her just to make sure that she's all right. Cause again, this, this is on the severity things. When, when you look at the ladder of what's most important and what's most, um, you know, critical hashish oil, come on now, 10 years, yeah.
1: This, this, yeah. Isn't, this
0: isn't right. In, right?
1: I mean, it, it, yeah. This is it, This I mean, is just, it, But oh,
2: go, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just on a surface level, like any any reasonable person could look at the crime that she is being charged with and the sentence for it, and say that that just doesn't fit. And mm-hmm. so that's uh that's that part really isn't up for debate as, as far as I'm concerned. What uh what I think on top of that layer that we talked about with it being on foreign soil you also have to contend with the fact of with that they have a different culture and so she is not only she's she's a a black person so we've seen like even with ukraine evacuations we've seen how uh, people of our hue face adversity even in the worst of situations and she's also a lesbian and so i don't know if you guys know it or not but russia they have uh they, they're extremely less or much less progressive than we are when it comes to the LGBT community, for example. And uh, like I think it was illegal for two, two men to have uh, consensual sex until, up until like 1999. I don't know exactly what it is in the United States, but I know that they're much harder uh, just culturally and much more uh, against it. It's, it's less widely accepted. And so she has those two things to contend with. And so I, I don't think that uh, wherever she's at, I don't think she's having a a great time. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty much uh, apparent to me.
1: I, I would agree with your comment, except for the the the, the, the lesbian thing. She's been over six years. She's been married for four to her to her spouse. So they've known she's openly mm-hmm. gay. So I don't know if that plays more of a big part. I mean, I don't. Right. Know she's being, I'm not sure what I know. They look. They may. They may look down under her. Like you said, they may not be as progressive as we are. But I don't know if that plays so much more big of a part of it because they've already known. She's been there. She's played. It's not. It's not. It's like it's a big secret. It's been you know over the internet and out to the world forever. Um. I. I just think. Yeah. She's like a political pawn. Like, hey, you're U.S. You're kind of a high figure. You're not a lister, but you are a high figure person, especially someone in the sports world. You've committed a crime, so now let's let's put you through every ringer that we can put you through before we have to do anything before it kind of gets out of hand to hold to hold her and do everything. I feel very bad for her in her, in this situation. I feel bad for her wife. Her I think she has, I think she has kids too. I feel bad for her kids and she's not able to get back on the US. Um it's just a tough situation, man. It's sad, but I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer. I we just like you said, I just know the crime doesn't fit the time that they're trying to give her. And I believe that they should be like it, it should no. be like all those other ones. Hey, you're a person, you're a sports figure, you know, usually let's grease a few hands, you know, shake a few hands. And, you know, and you can't come play a mascot more because you broke you broke our rules. And that's what most countries I've seen do. I think, like you said, due to the, due to the incline of what's going on politically, you know, with the war and in, in, in the U.S. and in Russia being at odds, she happened to just to be going through, you know, in the wrong situation, wrong place, wrong time, basically, which we all know we're familiar with that. She, I think she's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, you on mute
0: again, brother? I keep going. Thanks, on, I muted. keep going on mute. I don't know why. You know what? And I, I got some of my mentors in the audience right now, and I, I'm, I'm going on mute. What, what's happening with you, JP? I see your brother. You know, just just bear with me, man. You know, I'm I'm, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Tony Davis, I see you, sir. I I, I want to ask this doubting Thomas question to you guys, and I, I'm just wondering about this. I don't have an answer, but why is she over there playing? Did Did the United States, have we failed our American athletes to where they have to go, to China, to Russia, to these other countries to play ball or to do, to live out their dreams and live out their sport, why instead of doing it here? She's already, again, a WNBA player here. She's got all of the accolades. She's got the endorsements, She's got sponsors. She's got all of this. Why the need to go there anyway? (laughs) To to play in, instead of playing at home is is it something that we're missing and that we're not providing these athletes to where they have to go overseas and play? Yeah, like, me yes, yes
2: absolutely. absolutely. I think there's <laughs> there's two parts to that.
0: Yeah, and 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 again, I'm I'm really kind of picking at the scab, trying trying to figure out kind of an, an answer to that because I, I kind of want to go a little little bit deeper in terms of you know, one why why we have to go over there and do that as opposed to getting that money, making that money here, go, go and going overseas, and is it just? Uh, an equality thing. Is it a, again kind of a Title IX? Is it just you know the fact that again they're not getting paid enough here? So you gotta go and gotta get that hustle on anywhere else that you can. I just kinda want to hear your guys' thoughts on, on that.
1: It, it, me, it's inequality yeah. and, and and the fact of the matter that 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 women's sports have been have been an epic failure to promote in the United States. They have this has been, been a failure as far as marketing them. Um they they you know, obviously we know the equal pay is not there. Um, and we all, I, and I, we, we talked about this last week, the NBA WMBA has failed to build a draw mechanism. Um, you know, having them in the offseason, having them during the year, yeah, giving them TV time is a pretty good, but it's not, it's not the same as p- partnering them with the NBA teams and drawing that crowd. I already know the owner's argument, the argu- owner's argument is like, we're not going to pay you that much because you don't draw as many fans as the WNBA. I would say on that part, well, then you, you failed to market these women like you do the NBA. We don't see commercials with Griner or Sue Bird like we do with the Steph Curry's and all those guys. We don't see those kind of commercials. We don't see those kind of shoot deals. We don't see any of those kind of things with women, and that's a big market. They just they refuse to kind of expose it like they do overseas. If you go overseas, women's soccer is huge. Women's basketball is huge. It's a big thing here in the United States. It's not. We just we we, we they've done a, they've done a failure in marketing, except for the exception of tennis. Women's tennis is, is is pretty big, mm. but every other sport that involves with women has been it's been poorly marketed, poorly given to, poorly introduced to to sports fanatics in the United States, poorly poorly just the products are, are poorly delivered.
0: Yeah. Now the one and, product and, the one, and it's the, a superior product some of the times, right? Because again, when you think about soccer, the women are yes. the only ones that are winning.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I
0: would much rather watch the women win win the World Cup because because the dudes, I, I I'm buying jerseys. Of uh, well, what's his name? Josie Altador. I got his jersey
1: still, but they, they fell off in like the second round. Come on. You gotta think you gotta I'm think about this. Go back let's go yeah. back a little bit a few years ago. Connecticut won a hundred and some odd games in a row yes, for women's like, basketball. Yes. That was always a secondary story. Was never the first primary, wow. it was a secondary story. Mm. Um you go now, you go down to the Don Stanley, who's doing great in South Carolina as a basketball coach, got him number one. Women's basketball in college is at its height right now. It's it's very popular. The tournaments are good. Now, people ever just took the time to watch it. It's fundamentally sound. They got excellent players there. And college basketball is marketing their women players pretty well in basketball. They do okay in softball. Other sports they don't do so well at. But definitely women's basketball, they do pretty well. At the professional level, the WWA, WNBA, it's it's marketed poorly. It's marketed poorly. We know who people are there because we kind of just know. You go to the common person out on the court, they don't know who some of these, these star athletes are. We know the Lisa Leslie's, yeah, because she was part of the Dream Team NBA and all that right, stuff, right. but that I can't go into detail. I can't name a starting five on any WNBA team. I can't name one or two players on any WNBA no. team. Now, you can, hmm. I can name two players on the Hawks. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't even want to know, but I know, I know why, who they are. Why, why because, do you
2: know
0: who is, who's and, on the Hawks? Man, and and notice, you, <laughs> you
2: didn't say starting ones either.
1: No, well, but I'm saying – well, I mean – I can't name, yeah, exactly. I can't name on that roster of a women's WB, I yeah. can't name more than two players. If if that on NBA teams, they do a great job marketing from when they're coming out on the draft to when they're on their team as rookies to where they go all the way to the you know to their playing and their play game. I know guys that never get in the game. I know who the name who who their names are in the in the NBA. I don't know that in the WNBA because I believe it's it's just not marketed the right way. They don't have a marquee person that they're pushing out there, you know. And me and you, James, talked about it before. As far as the big draw of money, I've always said they need to be aware where they can be open. They, there should be a WNBA team in every NBA city, and they should be the opening game.
0: Yeah, that was a, that. So hold on right there because that that was a, an amazing idea. And and gonna we'll talk to Adam Silver about that. Gonna we'll get him on. Brian, <laughs> I wanna get wanna get your take on that. Go ahead with with that whole dynamic that you that you've told me about, Amartel, and I wanna hear Brian's take yeah. on that. Then I'll get into these comments too.
2: So I, I, I really about, like about the fact. that so, so,
0: hold on. So so, no, so I'm sorry. So Matt, you know, tell tell Brian about that whole aspect of, of the WNBA kind of kind of oh. being the the
1: precursor to the NBA. Game. Oh. I,
0: want to, I want to get Brian's yeah, yeah. take I, on I, that, I,
1: and then you go on. I, in order to, to kind of to, to kind of merge the fans together and kind of get them a better identity, I always felt that there should be a WNBA team for every NBA team, and that should be the opening game for every game that comes out now or the second half of the season they're only going to play forty games or whatever. But it should be the game. So that way, maybe you don't get it. You, you get your WNBA fans and you get the trinkling of the fans that are going to see the other, the other game coming in to watch WNBA. So they can see how good a brand of basketball that is. You have to somehow merge them together and not just have a, a, a one of the male players at a courtside game during the offseason. You know, that's that doesn't make it. But if you make them combine together somehow or make them where they're intertwined somehow during the same season where basketball is hot, very prevalent it's easy to market because now I can market my star basketball players as a female and my star male basketball player. Come to our game, our game, that game, game starts at five 30, our starts at seven 30. You can I start to that. kind of do I some cross that. marketing and do some things with these them to be able to boast their brain. I, I, Cause otherwise if they're going on their, on their own separately, unless you're going to throw tons of money in it, which they don't seem like they're going to, it's going to be very difficult for them to reach the popularity that they, that they deserve. Um, that's why she has to go and play in Moscow okay. because she can't make the money. She can't. You got to think she's a six, nine woman that can dump and she can't. She has to go play. She has to basically go get a moon, moonlighting job to make ends meet or make what she feels is a comfortable lifestyle for her family to go over in Moscow and play yeah. where she should be a superstar here. She should be treated like a Lisa Leslie here. She should be treated where she has endorsement deals. Now, Lisa Leslie made her money WNBA and modeling. There's a difference. She was able to cross her brand over. All of them aren't going to be able to do that. They should be able to be able to, pay, be able to pay rightfully for their craft. Now, is it the same as NBA money? I don't know about that, but it should be more than what she's making now in order to make sure she has she has a sustainable lifestyle yeah, she wants. It should be
0: more than what it is. I love that. Brian, tell us what your thoughts are on that, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted you to hear that, and I wanted you to kind of digest that, that whole concept of, again, the the, the ladies opening up for, for the guys and kind of get your take on that too.
2: Yeah. So I, I actually... I really like Montel's point. I had um, I'd never been presented with the argument that it was a failure of the marketing mechanism, which I think is a is a a great call out there, and I do see that the uh, a lot of people have talked about for example, the the pay difference between the NBA and WNBA, and so I mean that's ultimately a consequence of the the revenue that the league brings in and. I believe that it should be made more proportional. Like even, even though there is a difference, it does not contain the same proportion of income that they make from the league's revenue. And uh, I think that that's just criminal, really. Um, I, I don't understand that. But with your concept, what you just proposed with having the WNBA opening for the NBA, I think that's a really interesting idea. I think that's a good way to, like you said, get some cross-pollination of the fan bases to, to drive up the game attendance as well. And uh, I don't know whether that's a better solution than what you said of pl- of playing it up in the off season or what, but I f- I do think it's a valid attempt. And uh, I guess on on the converse side of that, I want to ask: Is there really uh, is there an audience for it? Do you do you think that they will ever be mm-hmm. as popular, even with effective marketing? Because sometimes there there isn't an audience for things, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. I don't watch basketball myself at all, and I'm mm-hmm. just I'm just asking: Is there? An audience for that. Do you think that they'll ever catch up or even with level marketing, will there be the same level of
1: interest? I I I personally don't know if it'll be the same level as the WNBA because they've got such a 40, 50 year head start. Yeah. But I do believe it could drive mm-hmm. up. It could drive up tremendously because we do have a record number of young ladies playing high school basketball. We have a record number of young ladies playing college basketball. We have a record number of ladies that are playing uh, uh, what you call it, um, Summer bass. I forgot what it's call it, uh, uh The club ball, club ball. A-A-U to say that. That club thing. basketball. Yeah, yeah. A A U, yeah. Playing A A U. So there yeah. is a base there that are driving to go the go there. Now they just need that superstar to look up to, like we do, Mike and AI and those guys, to go buy those shoes. They need to be marketing those people to grow their clothing brand. They need to market because those young ladies are all emulating to get to that level, to be in those positions to play. Mm-hmm. So why will not you create that mass market? Now again. Is it the same as the NBA? I, I doubt it. It won't be, but it would. But but the fact of the matter is that you can grow it and keep grow, growing it organically and keep you know keep keep that 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 feeder program coming in. I think it could speak volumes. But if you throw, don't throw any money to that and don't put it out there to these kids and get let them understand. If I'm a sports fanatic and I don't know more than two people on a team, I can't imagine a seven year old <laughs> knowing more than two people on every team. Yeah. Or an eight year old is playing. AAU.
0: That's a good point. That's a really yeah. good
1: point. So if they don't know and I have money to spend on it, if they don't know then yeah. you can you're never going to reach that market. Um, They're, they're just doing a, they're doing a failure in the, in, the, in that aspect. The game is really, really well. I've watched it. I watched several WNBAs and I watched the college college uh, women play. They play a very good organized, traditional basketball where it's very excellent. They fast break. They run picks. They run basketball how you do it. It's not isolation every time. They actually run a lot of – they run a, a, a really good fundamental game in right. women's basketball, and it's very entertaining. I think if I knew more about the players, I'd probably be highly, even more entertained. You know, So they're just doing a bad – I think they're just doing a bad job of doing it, and I don't know where the collective minds haven't came together to kind of say, hey, let's bridge this gap. Let's give it a try. Let's do something in order to shake this up because we already know the WNBA or the NBA is the most visible, visible sport in the world. Yeah. right now you know it's worldly it's it's a global sport it's global why can't you take that same energy and direct it towards women that's
0: a good point that's a good i mean i i got into the WNBA when sacramento yeah. had their team here and uh, kevin makes an interesting point here you know do you take the franchises away from cities like seattle that no longer have have teams and put them somewhere where probably the fan base respects the game, respects the league, will actually come out and and visit. I don't know why they really took the team away from us because we, I think they won, to be honest with you. I think the Sacramento Monarchs actually won the the WNBA championship at one time. I I can't recall, but uh, I I just really- I don't know.
1: To answer that question, I don't know if I would take it away from Seattle. I mean, actually, I know the NBA is talking about expanding in a couple of years. Maybe it stays in Seattle to kind of spark a, a professional men's team coming. Yeah. But I do believe- it needs to expand. It needs to expand various places and they need to be able to put it. They need to be able to put that sport out, you know, WNBA out to cities that are very, that are hungry for that market, you know, and like Sacramento was very hungry. Yeah. Uh, Seattle's very hungry. LA sparks support them a little bit. New York. But I mean, if they're in every team and then the opening game for every team, can you imagine that? You may be coming to watch your game at seven 30, but if you trinkle in, you know, a little early, you're going to catch this game. Like, Oh, smack. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm come check and them
0: out too, man. I can't I can't believe it. I'll come in there and buy a couple of hot dogs and some and some peanuts and to watch two games. Yeah. I sure I sure would.
1: I yeah, know. man. I mean it, it only makes sense. And I mean, even if you just said, you know, they, they're gonna play on the weekends or so, I mean, even if you they just gotta be somehow intertwined as a marketing campaign to make it happen. I think and that would that would bolster the WNBA, that would bolster salaries. They can now justify why they should get paid more because they are bringing in the crowds. They are part of the revenue and their content for TV. It's a no brainer at that point. To me, you're, you're no content for local TV for sure if they're televising the game. And on the national games, you get more content because you have a WNBA as well as an NBA game going on. I just think it's, it could be a win win in that aspect. And now they could justify paying women more. Or women could justify why they deserve more money because they're bringing in the crowds and they're bringing in revenue and people are watching it and so on and so on and you're marketing marquee players on a, on a much higher level
0: Dom, a domino effect domino effect I, yes when see, Brian, was see, an
1: opportunity
0: Brian, see so you, yeah. you didn't know right we we started talking about hashish oil and we just spent the last 30 minutes <laughs> making making the world a better place for for women athletes man you, this is what we get into right we talk about that social impact right <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know what you're yeah, like coming it. into huh?
2: I'm enjoying it so far.
0: I love it. I love it, man. Let's 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 go ahead and keep moving. Appreciate everybody in the, in the comments. We we see y'all coming through with some, with some fantastic questions. Go ahead, try to try to stump him. Try to stump Ryan, he, he, he's here. Don't 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 be humble. Don't don't be bashful. See see what what he got. Um
2: I see I see one that I like. I see one from Kevin Cox. And he's asking about the the ticket affordability and the access. Mm-hmm. Could you pull that one back up?
0: Definitely. Definitely. He says, so another question is WNBA tickets a much more affordable when compared to NBA games. Does that take opportunity and access away from certain communities?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kevin, could you You can just elaborate a little bit more on the back. Kevin, that could question. you maybe uh, reword that?
2: Yeah. 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 Yes,
1: please.
0: Yeah cause, and so so Kevin's here kind of close to me in in my area. He's in in the California Northern California Bay Area. So he he's close with the the teams like the the Warriors Well, they used to be here and then they moved to San Francisco. But but you know the Warriors and and, and the Raiders and <laughs> so you know he he knows that kind of dynamic and that kind of fan base and you know who can and cannot afford you know, let's be realistic, right? Who can he, and cannot he, afford those type of but, games and tickets? But
1: in, in in the game now, either you can afford it or you can't. Is they, they don't they don't care about the ones that can not afford it. They're worried about the ones that can't afford it. From 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 a game standpoint, from as far as selling out, Ooh, um, yeah. okay. the Warriors games are ridiculously priced. Yeah, you know what it is. I think adding another fifteen dollars to a ticket to watch two games is not going to break anyone that's that's going to a regular game. That's not gonna that's not gonna change the dynamic from them seeing a the game. Same thing in LA. The LA tickets are very pricey, very hot. Yeah. That's not going to stop. If you add another $15, that's not going to stop them from seeing two games. Mm. Matter of fact, it might encourage them to go see more of the game because they paid for it. So they're like, hey, I need to make sure I'm good. I want to see some of that game as well to get you warmed up for the regular, for the regular season game, for the for the men's game. Sorry, I shouldn't say right. The WNBA game can warm up for the NBA game or vice versa, however it goes. I think they don't really care about the ones that can't afford it. They don't. And people don't usually do that when they do on those sporting events. They want to they want to cater to the people they can not afford it. They want to cater to the people that sell luxury yeah. boxes. Well, they want it the person okay. can't it, it that can. It was five thousand dollars
0: per ticket for for Coach K's last last game. Yeah, last yeah, of the college day. game, five thousand yeah.
1: dollars a ticket. So yeah, they, they, they really don't. They, that doesn't. I don't think that part really kind of does. I think I, I honestly think it would bring more if they were able to have that game. And I think the tickets ticket sales they'll they'll, they'll find that meet that median. World works out for people to be able to afford it go watch both games. I don't think that will be so pricey where they can't go see it. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. So so Brian, I'm gonna let you interject here. So Kevin was saying uh, WNBA and NBA game on the same ticket or is it two separate tickets but people have access to the WNBA game will lose that opportunity. So it sounds like he's kind of agreeing and saying kind of the same thing, have everything together. It almost mm-hmm. makes more sense to just pay one price $5 $10 more and and you get kind of a double header kind of thing. Yep. I do it. I do it.
2: I think it makes it makes more sense personally just to have it broken down into what you want to attend. Just because I mean conversely there could be someone who let's say you want to watch the WNBA game. You don't care about the NBA game afterwards. And then so you you I think you should take that into consideration with any kind of business model that you're looking to to profit off of ticket sales. So for for you to have it available to, uh, I guess, in, the, in in three different tiers, essentially, you would have WNBA, NBA, and then you would have both and offer a discount based off of that. I think that's probably the, the best way to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent. That's a marketing 101 right there, folks. Hopefully, hopefully y'all got your pen and paper out because Brian <laughs> is coming with some education this evening. <laughs> He's talking macroeconomics right there. I'm going to give you three ways to pay to come watch the exact same thing. you want to stay two hours You won't stay four hours okay i love it i love it it's up to you i love that man so man great conversation great conversation let's continue to keep it moving because we got a lot of things still on the plate here uh i wanted to talk about phil i wanted to talk about lefty you know mr mickelson here uh no one one of the old school cats out there I, i don't play golf i just pretend Right, I'm, I'm. I'm. I was happy when Tiger was winning and doing what he did because it, he made us all feel good. Uh, but Mickles, Phil Mickelson, you know, is one of those guys who's been around, who who wins. He's a he's a champion. He he's, he's one of those name brands that you know. He he's out there playing right now, and he's saying some thing. Again, it's it's the climate of the planet right now. Right, you you just got to be you, mm-hmm. you just got to be careful what you're saying because when when you say something, you know, everyone's got a camera, everyone's got a microphone, everyone's got the ability to push it out across the globe. And, and, and Phil is saying some things about the Saudis right now. I'm, I'm not going to repeat them because, you know, we, it's, it's a PG show, but I'll just put it, uh, I'll just highlight it. You know, Phil said the Saudi Arabians are scary to get involved with. Something was in between scary and two, and you see it on the screen there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when, when you think about it at, at his level, at, at his uh, megaphone, right, he, he's got... Sponsors like KPMG, like Callaway, like Workday, Amstel Light. He, he's got some big name old bunny types of folks. And now they're starting to say, you know, hold on. Um, we, we don't want to be involved with you right now. We're, we're going to pause on some marketing activities. We, we want to hold off on you. I, I don't know about this, man. I, I, I'm actually a fan of Phil Mickelson. And, you know, yeah, he probably could, could have could have cleaned up the language. He probably didn't need to be saying something negative about other folks right now, especially, again, with the tumultuous times that we're having in the world. But what 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 are your thoughts about, again, someone like, like him, who, again, has kind of the megaphone that he has, very popular, people listen to him, and now, again, we've got that, that, that culture where uh, a lot of his sponsors are starting to... Turn turn their backs on him.
2: My question is: Is this the extent of what he said? Because I, I tried to, I don't want to uh, to misjudge or misrepresent anything that that he did say. I, I did find that quote, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I had a full understanding. Is is that about it, or did it get worse? Or no, um, so so again, it's, commentary? it's
0: it's it, it may be again a mountain into a molehill. You know, does does the crime fit the time? But, you know, he says something like that. He used some colorful language, and he's talking about another, another culture. He's talking about other folks. And, again, when the world is in the state that it's in right now, I don't know. I don't necessarily say you want to tread lightly. I'm not saying that you necessarily want to not be yourself or, or say how you truly feel. But you just got to be aware and be cognizant of the consequences of your, of your words and your actions. And what's happening right now, Phil has come out and said some things that was on his heart. Maybe he's had some engagement, some some uh, in, uh, some dealings with the Saudi Arabians. He's telling people how he feels, and now again, the Callaways, the KPMGs, the Workdays, the Amstel Lights are saying, "You know what? We're gonna we we're not gonna have you wearing the Barclays. We're not gonna have you wearing our shirts right now. We're not gonna be paying you for for these types of things." So it, it's it's a sign of the times, I think. The, right. I and think again, it's- Martell, look at, he he's shaking his head. He, he just, he just... I'm go ahead you don't, you don't even like in. the story. No, you, you, you just mad yeah. that
1: I bought the story up. No, 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 no. I'm going to let y'all chime in and I'm going to do my spew because... <laughs> um um Yeah, go Y'all finish up and then I'm going I'm to tell you what I think oh, about this thing.
0: goodness. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop this. I saw a
2: direct... uh This is interesting from my perspective because of how counterintuitive it is to other reactions towards Saudi Arabian government. Yes. Uh, For example, with uh, the recent WWE deal, I don't know if you guys follow that at all. I've been a wrestling fan. I watched with my grandfather and my dad when I was growing up and still could keep keep up with it. But they have a deal that they have with Saudi Arabia to conduct these shows. And they faced, uh, that this is multi-million dollars. They bring in most of their revenue, I feel like, from Saudi shows. And uh, they faced a lot of backlash for actually still continuing to do these shows after 2018, where the journalist Jamal Khashoggi was killed, you remember that? Do not know. It was all over the news. It, it was um, 2018, so okay. They faced backlash for continuing to do business with the uh, with the Saudi Arabian government and put on those those shows there with a uh, GM. Uh, I think that's the, the Saudi Sports Authority. And uh, so this is one side. I, I see the internet community. They they seem to be in solidarity against that and it seems like conversely we see here with him losing the sponsorships it doesn't quite line up with what i see from the perception and the, the solidarity on the other side so this is a uh, it's a bit surprising but i do see there's there's one thing that could possibly explain this is is that you have uh the common man like myself yourself uh people who just have regular voices on social media platforms and then you also have corporations and we have different interests. I understand that, but, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out a, a reasonable explanation to why this is. Cause this just him losing the sponsorship is a bit surprising to me just off of that quote.
0: Yeah. Make, make, I, I hear you. And, and again, folks are, some folks are chiming in right. And, and saying, why is, is Phil losing his sponsorships when someone like Tiger who went through all of the things that he went through with the the, the publicly, you know, the the sex scandal and things like that. Nike stood by his side, th- those kind of things. Um, Kevin is coming in and saying something pretty interesting, right? Judgment is judgment towards anyone, no matter how you spin it. You can say what you want, but there are consequences for those choices monetarily and not. That's a really good statement. Well, until right after that, I'd like now I'd like to hear yeah. your, your thoughts on this, man.
1: Um, that comment seems like it's paraphrased. I, I I really wouldn't want to know the contents of what he was saying, in that to either maybe it it, it would it would die down or maybe it would it would it would ignite it. I'm not quite sure what his full comment was. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Team slow, Team No Sleep is some scary mother mm, to, <laughs> to get down with. But uh, 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 say it again. Uh, you know, you know what I'm, I'm saying. So, in some, but some I mean, um, for me, I mean, you know, Phil. I mean, Phil feels. knows what he was saying i think you know he knows what he's saying he said he i've seen some of the comments where you said he thought it was off the record who he was talking to and they didn't have the right to use it use what he said or he didn't give them permission to use what he said in whatever conversation they were having and the person put it out there anyway um i would book. yeah and it's in an author i'm gonna put it in air quotes right
0: it's an unauthorized uh biography about some, some of the golf players but you know it's out there now, yeah. Un- unauthorized or authorized. The man said it, and he, obviously he did say it because he's come back and said, You know, I'm deeply sorry about the comments that he that yeah. made. So, yeah. you know, obviously he did say it, but.
1: Uh, but just say it was taken out of content, though, too, after that statement. Like you just said, James, he said, yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but it was taken out of content. I'm not quite sure. Like I said, I need to, I would love to hear the whole conversation and what they were talking about, you know, and um, in in, in for that. I mean, to sock to and digest it the right way. Um, you know, this cancel culture thing, I'm going to be honest, man, a little, everybody, a little bit too sensitive. That's where, it, you, know, see you say they, 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 one. you, see you say one little thing. Scab. I'm
0: picking scab. That's yeah, where I said, wanted to go at right there. I,
1: I yeah, you say, little, say <laughs> one little thing about anybody and everybody gets out of control when it get sensitive. I mean, you, you you know, you you can't have your, your, honest. how do you expect people to be authentic if you can't give an honest opinion about something, how you feel? Even if you're ignorant to the situation, you can't give an honest opinion to how you feel without being blas- blasphemy. You know, he was saying something. He might have been saying something in the content of business. Yeah. Hey, man, they're scared to get involved with man. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know what's going on with these them guys. They're really serious <laughs> about their money. It could have been a conversation like that. and it Would have been like, oh man, damn. Yeah. You know, wow, that's crazy. We don't know the content of the whole conversation, and we're judging him, and we're, we're they're banning him on just that one paraphrase of a statement. Um, I would like to see what the what the rest of them yeah. said. I would I would hope they would stand by him. And let him do his apology apology and you know, and we can forgive him. He say, hey, you know, I was into the situation. I'm sorry I didn't mean to say that. And let's move on. You know, he just made a statement. I mean, we all are guilty of saying something out of content and saying a statement. But people are just too damn sensitive nowadays. Yeah. You know, and they want to run with anything to get some Twitter li- Twitter likes. Damn. They'll and run with anything out there to get some Twitter. Yes. What, what yes. he said right there,
0: true. I mean, that sentence that, that really wasn't all that bad. Right, I mean, no. When, when you think of c- compared to probably what some other folks could have been are saying, a lot worse. You know what I'm saying? Probably what, what the three of us we could say when we out having a drink or something at, at the bar, and I, we would probably say something probably about about each other, even worse than that. But, 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 but I'm saying,
1: like, that's nowhere near nowhere near what Joe Rogan said. Is nowhere near oh, what uh, the okay. coach of the Raiders was saying. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. nowhere even close yeah. to what those guys were saying. He just said they were scaring people to you know to do business with, scaring, you know, Emma yeah. to do business with. That's not like I said, we don't know the content of the whole conversation. It, us in our dialect and the way we were talk, it could have been a compliment. The way, you know, some of the best yeah. scared of Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. that boy is bad. You know, too. that that, that you could know? have been some jokes right there, right? <laughs> you know what like I mean? Again. Yeah. You know, I could I could be that way, you know. Brian is a bad enough man. That he is cold. Next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: thing you know, you will CBS see <laughs> But the wrong person can take that, yeah.
1: Yeah, the one person could take that and say, "Oh, well, he was calling me mf, and he's a bad person to work with." I, that's not what I was saying. I was—they took it out of context. So, um, bad um, bad, I bad believe, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I would hope, I would hope, like I said, I hope he gets a chance to, to, to redeem himself, apologize, tell his side of the story, exactly what was going on. You know, I don't think. I, I don't think I would be offended about yeah. the Saudi Arabian. or does, would, or does he even have to? Comment.
0: Let me ask that. Does he even have to? And let let me put that you to know, you, Brian. Right? Does he even have that's, that's to? That's what I was going to ask. And, 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 and apologize? Apologize for what?
2: I don't know. That money. I don't believe in apologizing <laughs> if uh if you if you didn't do anything didn't do anything. <laughs> I mean that that might be uh worth it for him, but yeah. <laughs> you know you affect that bottom line and and you know the apologies start flowing. But as far as as far as that goes, I thought it was just it's just really strange that if we're just looking at because we all have access to the same information, all that all the research. And I say research uh, really loosely because I did a few Google searches, read some articles about this is sports journalism that I'm keeping up with now. And uh, it was just pretty much people were just using that one quote and it was isolated. It didn't have any context around it. And so for him to lose sponsorships off of that, I could I could understand maybe a, ca- a causality for concern, but to jump to the nth degree to cancel the sponsorships. I do feel that that is a as part of the ongoing trend of uh, of a knee jerk reaction as part of what you say, cancel culture.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. I agree. That's now, whether where, it's justified or not, I can't say because that's where society I don't, is I don't have
2: the complete puzzle.
0: Yeah, so, so I I really feel the society is broken just from that perspective right now, and don't know where no, this could be a whole nother show, obviously, but just just the fact that why we feel the need to jump to that nth degree for every single thing that happens, um, man, I'm too, too run, sensitive, too, man. I'm, I'm telling you, telling say get you. too soft. You say sensitive. I say we too, too run, sensitive, get too man. I,
1: think, I mean, you, we you, we we can't go to a comedy show without somebody being offended. Even if it's something that we know that's true or something that really pertains to ourselves, it's funny. Even though it's about us, if it's said the wrong way or one word said the wrong way, it's all about let's cancel you all. Let's let cancel the person. He's a racist, or he's this, or he's that, or she's this, or she's that. It man, come on, man. At some point, you gotta lighten up and just kind of let things kind of flow and let it kind of go. Do we need to? And let's go back to your question. Does he need to apologize? He doesn't have to apologize but I, I would advise him to apologize because like he said it's going to affect his bottom line. Making the sponsors it, yeah. are pulling out because I said that comment that I need to I need to write my wrong or my supposedly this wrong and make sure I make sure they understand where I'm coming from and make and make and make, and make, a, and make, a, make a make a sincere apology about it. Yeah. Say, I didn't really know I offended anybody by saying that. I I would have been like I didn't know I offended anyone. I was talking whatever I was saying to someone off the record. Um but you know he he, he his is affecting dollars and cents. His is not affecting like does someone dislike him or not. His is affecting his money. So, when his money is involved, he needs to. He has. He's going to have to apologize in order to maintain and keep those sponsors. That's the bottom line of this whole thing. If money wasn't involved, I would tell him just keep on golfing, swing, keep swinging. You didn't really say anything wrong. Keep it moving.
0: Interesting point. Interesting point. Brian, look like you had something what, you wanted what to Tony
2: add. Tony said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm reading the comments as as we're having this discussion." And uh, yeah, shout out to Kevin and Tony, especially you guys are, are lighting the comments up with lots of good dialogue here and, and keeping my gears turning. <laughs> and so I see, Tony, you said that he knew nothing you say as an influential person is off the record. And Tony. at this point. It's, it's 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 almost an axiom, you know, that if you're an influential individual, anything you say can and will be used against you, mm-hmm. whether or not you meant it that way. And so, uh, like I said, that's part of the ongoing trend. But to what degree do we want to use people's uh, words loosely against them? Uh, do they not get the human courtesy of, like, I'm pretty sure even among the three of us here in this room, we misspeak, we say things we shouldn't. We, uh, I could take something that you say and, and put it out of context. Should I demonize you? Should I crucify you for that? So it's, uh, I think, I think we we're losing the ability to think slowly as, as a, a a guest that I've had on the podcast before, he he introduced that concept to me to think slowly and analyze the situation before jumping to the conclusion of assuming the other person is a bad actor, and uh, it's like it's like bad faith essentially, the opposite of good faith. And saying, okay, well maybe this was how it was meant, and softening a little bit. Uh, not saying you should always. I mean, I don't think that people should have been softening the actions of someone like, for example, Hitler, but um, in in things like like misspeaking, general comments, and things of that nature it's always interpreted in the worst way possible. And so I think that's a really fine line to navigate. And, uh, but as people with, with voices and us, as people who are in the content creation space, streamers, podcasters, this is something that I'm pretty sure has crossed your minds as well.
0: Oh, listen, most definitely. Right. Again. And and it's a conscious decision, right. In, in terms of how do, do you want to walk a line? Do do you want to always be, PC or you know correct and, and things of like that and not upset anyone but we we have decided for 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 this show we we've decided to to push as many buttons as possible because that dialogue it, it matters it's missing out there in society right now from that as you say the content creation space there's so much noise that's out there that that says the same thing about yeah i'm i'm not putting anybody down i I love everyone that's out here hustling and doing their thing but this type of a conversation kind of elevates the, the the thought patterns and makes people wonder after we're done screaming, you know, how can we do better as a society? How can we do better as a people? So the fact that Martel and I come on here every Tuesday night, chop it up, drop a few full letter words or, or talk a bad about somebody and, and make somebody think about how they're treating the next person. We're going to keep doing it. we we, we going to keep doing it. Go ahead, Martel. I see you want to get in.
1: Yeah. Also, this is a platform to kind of educate and see through different lenses. You know, I want to I want if yeah. I offended somebody just because I'm going to I may be just uneducated about the 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 what's going on or that subject. Educate me. Show me. Show me through your lens. Show me what I'm what I'm what I'm missing through your lens to correct it. So I, the next time I don't say anything bad, I don't say anything inappropriate. Um, and I think before on our, on some of our older shows, we were talking about some things and I I, I felt I said some inappropriate things and I apologize for them. After I thought about it, but someone was talking about the lens. You know, she was to explain that what how she sees it through her perspective, and I respect that one hundred percent because this platform, I think you can learn. We're not just going to give you stats and give you people's names. I want we want to give you some some deep thought about what we're talking about and how it affects one society as a whole and then you personally. You know, like Phil Mickelson thing doesn't affect me personally. Really, right. I think I don't really think he did too much wrong, but I know the bottom line. society man they think they're kind of crucifying for something that he said that i think one was taken out of content i think it's kind of that that you know that a cultural vulture just kind of just killing what he says and taking what everything he's he's running with it trying to like i think uh brian cox made it trying to make a name for himself yeah you know you only put that stuff out when you're trying to make a name for yourself when you're trying to get twitter likes when you are trying to be seen when you weren't seen before so you're 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 trying to value off that person's fame because he might have made he made a misstatement or he made something that that may have been a little bit on content but it's not out of his character you know he's not it, it doesn't define his character what he said he just said something he just missed He just said something that was inappropriate at the time which we all do every human in the world has
0: done it <laughs>
1: i love it so why does yeah. it, so everywhere every human should be crucified at that, at that point if that, if that's the case.
0: i'm gonna move it on after this but after what you just said look at i'm famous enough <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to the you know yeah I'm famous enough, and so I, i'm I'm gonna keep saying things and make, making people upset No, and we haven't talked to any scores yet, so you know my dad was talking about it. let me see who's playing right now, gonzaga and saint mary's forty eight forty five for for them you know it's march y'all you know we we trying to get to a dance, we're trying to see what's going on, uh, no coaches have been fighting or choking each other since. Michigan and Wisconsin, so we we'll, we 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 just playing ball right now. I just just want to throw that out there.
1: But they, they, they owe him a check for that. They owe they owe him a check for see, that. I keep telling. See that, you. that it's, yeah. it's They owes him a check for that one.
0: You know we talk about Rodney. We are talking about um Jawan Howard, coach of the the men's basketball team out at at Michigan, uh, messed around and and had a little, mm-hmm. little fisticuffs with the coach for the Wisconsin team. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah, what did I say? What, what did I call? It? I did not yeah. know that. Oh man, you got you got to check that out. Yeah, yeah, Jawan went, <laughs> went up and, and choked a man. He, he grabbed him like 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 Spree World did uh, like P.J. Carlissimo back in the day. Put put his hands on him. So this was just what last week or week and a half ago. So I'm, in like a squirrel here. Here I am going and, and deviating. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's let's keep it moving. Um, We're gonna talk a little something about sport that matters to me doesn't matter to Mattel. He doesn't like baseball. But uh we're going to talk about baseball real quick just to see if this makes sense to the non-fan and would this bring you to a game. We know that they've already canceled the beginning of the season, right? The, the players and the owners can't get to an agreement in terms of how, oh, look, what, oh, Lord, what is going on on this video here? See, every – Every time I show a video of some fisticuffs happening, I, we can't monetize the can't monetize the stream. You, you know, <laughs> YouTube doesn't like that. I'm not. I'm gonna take that off the stream. Oh my God, this is terrible. Essentially, what 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 is happening now is the why is oh, it showing?
2: It's not even related to the article.
0: Ah, uh, you see, ESPN. We we gonna change ESPN. We we gonna go to CBS or, or somewhere else from now on. We this this don't make no sense. <laughs> this is in the stands too. People, come on. This this is is the regular folks. Listen. Look at this. Oh, this is the malice in the palace. This this don't hold on. That don't make sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Major Major League Baseball is talking about actually adding a pitch clock. So they introduced it slightly during the uh, AAA and kind of farm leagues a few, few uh, seasons ago. And now in an effort to speed up the game, to bring a different dynamic to the game, right? Putting a, a, p- a pitch clock on there for when no runners are on or when runners are on base. Just again, to try to bring some different aspects for folks to actually come out to the game, see something different than sitting out there for three hours for a nine inning game. If you're not 100% into the strategy of baseball. see, And, and that, that's really where I get in because I've, I've been behind the scenes so much. So I'm watching the players doing what, what they are doing at their different positions. I'm, I'm watching what the coach could be doing as opposed to just one individual uh, battle between the pitcher and the batter. But again, a lot, a lot of society, Montel, you're, you know, you're one of them. You, you just, you just can't feel it, right? You, you're not going to sit there for three and a half, four hours if it's extra innings and just watching no. the ball go past you at 90
1: miles an hour. And, and just think that's a fun time to do.
0: So they're trying to speed no, I mean, it up a little bit. Talk just a little bit. about I, that.
1: I appreciate the effort for baseball is trying to do. Again, this is another marketing ploy to kind of get people to fill in them stands and, and bring America's pastime back to its forefront. But it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be enough, man. I think, um, you know me, I'm, I'm always, I, I love the juice era. They need to bring the juice era back. You know, uh, um, I like to see the, you know, I want to see the, the Maguires. The <laughs> I like was just things.
0: watching that 30 for thirty <laughs> too. with,
1: I want that era back, back to be back in baseball, uh, baseball right now, man. Like and I, and I, and I, we talked about it before. This is cool. I mean, this is a start to kind of speed the game up. But baseball, again, is just like, you know, we were talking about the WNBA. Man. They've done a poor marketing job. Hmm. Baseball has done a horrible marketing job of putting their marquee players out there and putting them in the forefront and, and, and letting us get to know who they are and, and what they're about and their stories and, you know, marketing their brand and their shoes and all that. We, we don't see that from baseball. No. Baseball has been thinking they can live off their pastime and live off their history and that's going to be enough. And they're showing it that that's why football and basketball passed them up, you know. And hockey's creeping up on them really, really quickly. They just got to do something different, and this is just a play to kind of make it different. I do a part of double speed in the game up though, man. It is a little bit long. Remember, this is the average time length time. The average length time
0: yeah, is three, three hours or something. Three, three hours and two minutes down to two hours and forty one. That's 41 the minutes. average.
1: That means some games go over that. That means some games. Go, I think one game last year was like four hours and fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. Come on man, I mean I'm not sitting there watching nothing for four hours, 15 minutes. Look, look. are just shaking your
0: head just in disgust. <laughs> right. right in you the know, head I'm gonna watch the, or the
1: See,
2: next... my... yeah, Go ahead. Go. Yeah, cuz look he mad I, up there. I'm, I'm not I'm ahead. not a baseball guy either, but <laughs> but I'm kind of curious just just from a from a gameplay perspective, how does this change the game of baseball itself? I don't think that it's it's that much of a um, a big change. And so uh, I see, see Kevin here. You don't, uh, you don't agree. You don't think that the clock belongs inside of baseball. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd so be inclined. That's, that's to That's from say a purist I, not, perspective, right? And, and I completely,
0: I completely agree with Kevin from yeah. a purist perspective. Yeah, you, you can't put a pitch clock on the game, but uh,
1: I I understand. Wait, I wait, understand. wait. Why why not though? Why can't jock come You can't. Why Why are you saying you, you can't do that? Yeah. It? I, because I, you said a pitcher stands on that only, mound for like fifteen well, I, I think I might know why,
2: but I don't want to give it to you.
1: But okay, will wait Tim, until no, after uh, James I mean, yeah, goes. Then, Brian, I, then I'll me, James, yeah. Brian, I'm gonna get yours. James, you tell me why we
0: can't have a pitch clock? Why? 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 Why not? No sport is like baseball. Baseball is a very, and this does, this won't make any sense. It won't. I'm just gonna say, and it, it won't make any sense, right? Baseball. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me preface it by that, right? You know, we we crazy. You know, I, I, I play, people that play baseball. Baseball is a very superstitious sport. It it, it really what is. is. It I, I'm, again, don't don't try to make no sense out of what I'm what I think I'm about to say. I, I haven't thought about it. You put me on the spot here. Baseball is a very superstitious sport, and just it would take away the the authenticity of the game. I I, I think if you added in a an accelerant to the game by not allowing that. Back and forth dynamic between the runner that's on first and the short and and the pitcher and the catcher that, that just happened as opposed to it being subjected to a 16 second clock or that 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 routine, that moment between that, that movement between the batter and the pitcher and, and trying to sync up to try to catch up to that 96 mile now fastball, right? That, that just takes away from from my perspective, again, it doesn't have to, doesn't have to make sense yeah. to most of the planet. I'm just saying someone mm-hmm. who played the game and played a lot of these positions, it just takes away the, the, the authenticity mm-hmm. of the game. Doesn't make sense. Probably not. But again, they are trying to do something to make more and more of y'all come to these games instead of just be hey, hey, buying, hey, buying these Brian, ten dollars beers you're and these twelve dollars worth. of See, I, I'm just gonna go off
2: screen. I'm, Kevin, Brian, Kevin, hey, I'm gonna give you the out, link. Kevin, you come out, on, out. come
0: on screen, take my place. <laughs> guy, I'm, 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 I'm done with this. Y'all. This isn't um,
2: my stance per se. This is I, I actually had a question on this topic. So with the idea that you that you do have, <laughs> Tony says that uh. Just face it, keep it, uh, keep it boring. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, just, just, (laughs) just, just the idea of having the clock implemented, the pitch clock implemented in baseball, how do you, uh, how do you actually enforce that? Like, what's, what do you, what do you walk the person, walk the individual if uh, the pitcher holds for longer than that? How how does that, how does that affect the game from a a mechanics and gameplay standpoint?
0: Yeah, I, and how does I'm, not, I'm not even going to speculate. I just would think that it would, it would be an extra called strike or an extra uh, advanced uh, base or something right again charged against um, whoever's on defense. So if the pitcher's taking too long on the plate to deliver the ball, then it would be a, a received walk or a ball, whatever. Can, I, I don't know. They're, you're just talking about it. How, but, and how does it make sense that it, it doesn't? It doesn't. It hasn't no well, been a hey, face just yet.
1: But, but food for thoughts? Oh, go no, ahead, Brian. Explain what I got food for thought. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. One, one last thing. So I actually did look. They are, They
2: already have a rule. I know a lot of people might not know this, but they already have a rule. It's a 12-second rule, though. But there's no clock, so it goes unenforced. So that so there's, means there's a clock that in it was meant to be enforced, but the measure. Okay.
0: Yeah, there's there's physically a clock in AAA, but again, you're right. It's not enforced, and now they're talking about bringing that clock, that essential, that clock that's behind uh, home plate and putting it, actually enforcing it within the game. But you're you're absolutely right. You're 100% right.
1: Okay, food for thought.
0: Go ahead. So this was
1: not that uh, crazy. Yeah, so remember the NBA used to not have a a shot clock. Neither did college basketball. And they implemented the shot clock for them to get the ball past the half court and, and and shoot it within 24 seconds or whatnot. And people first were in an uproar for that, and then it became the best thing in basketball. It sped the game up. Now we have these guys that train differently, act differently, play differently. Better athletes, they play. College basketball used to not have a shot clock. They brought that. They brought the shot clock in for them. It speeded the game up. It made it more. It made to me. It made it go faster. Made it better. I don't see why there's any difference for here from baseball. What's wrong with speeding the game up and make it better? I understand what you're saying about the communication between the base runner and all that, and if he hits it and all that. But the bottom line is, most of this game is is there on the pitcher standing around, look, doing whatever he's doing, you know, to get ready to throw his pitch and his ball, ball, strike, ball, ball, ball. If you can, if we can cut that that interaction down in half, the game will speed up. Get a train batters to be ready, be faster. Get a trained pitchers to get ready and faster it'll make the game, I think, run small, faster and smoother.
0: You in gonna my opinion. To, you gonna come to a game if I buy you some tickets? I'll come down I'll and go and to the game. My dogs. Yeah,
1: if they, if, if, they have a, if they have the, uh, the, the pitch <laughs> clock on, you know, they have the pitch clock, I'm all good, man.
2: If they have the pitch clock. <laughs> they both are yeah. you my, goal, man. My question, because you mentioned the implementation of the, uh, the shot clock in the NBA, and I was mm-hmm. trying to do a quick search here to figure out how long has the delay of game penalty been around in the NFL? Oh, like because man. to me
1: that seems like a, a similar. Sure. It's it's a, yeah. a comparable adjustment. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how long it's been around, but you're absolutely right. That's that's absolutely right. You can't take your time, man. You need to get on the clock and let's go. You <laughs> dudes taking their time, man. get the game. My, the game go too slow. True. My point is that that implementing
2: that, I don't feel like it's it's a, a monstrous change that would destroy or desecrate the sport of baseball as it is to uh to fanatics like James and then some of the the gentlemen here in the live stream i think that it's just something that will will make it more enjoyable and if not make it uh make it more efficient from from that standpoint just just looking at the time cuz like you guys said the average game was 3 hours and something and so you see a trend over time i don't know what is contributing to the to the trend that we saw but in that same article that you shared James the time of the game over the past 10 years, the average has increased by 20 minutes. Now, I'm not a, uh, I, I don't have all the statistics behind or, and I haven't observed all the factors behind that phenomenon, but it seems to be a bit ridiculous. And so let's say in 10 more years, it's, it's 20 more minutes.
0: Blame, that, blame more it on minutes. that seventh so like, okay, stretch. We don't are you really
2: going to gonna sit there? Look, are you really going to sit there and watch that, that six-hour game, hey. James?
0: Why 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 are y'all picking on me? You know, let let's let let's move on. You know what? Now, Brian, wait, wait,
1: Brian drop the mic on him, Brian. Drop yeah, he, the mic he on him. He over
0: there dropping he dropping him hard too. <laughs> oh, he's over there. I'm, I'll give him the Nas hit right there. He over there dropping him. You're not coming back. No, <laughs> I, love I, I, no I, I love it, but no, you definitely coming back. And um, ho- hopefully hopefully we we've um provided you with some entertainment enlightenment and education as well meant to where, I mean, I, I swear, I want, I want to pitch Montel for, for your show. Uh, be honest with you. I think he would be an Absolutely. amazing, an amazing guest over there on, on the breakdown crew, just talking about some of the things. So, uh, we're going to keep this, keep it going, keep keeping in contact for sure. I'm going to move on because y'all y'all messing with my baseball and, and I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to be having my feelings hurt. Um, uh, I'll talk, let's talk about something that probably we, we can agree on something that we, we may know a little more something about just in terms of, cause listen, Brown, we, we talked about NIL day zero name, image, and likeness the The day before Correct. it hit the, hit the ground and, and everybody was talking about portals and and things of that and, and all that. Montel brought a story to us and we were talking about, it and we were talking about, uh, you know, masterpiece son making a million dollars just because he woke up the next morning now Bryce Young, this young brother, has got a deal, and it's, it, the, the money is flowing. The money is right. He has signed the deal. You know, young, he's sophomore, first of all. <laughs> so he, he's that young of a kid. He's a sophomore, obviously the Heisman Trophy winner out there at Alabama. He has just signed a deal where he, for over $800,000, signed a deal with Cash App, with Leaf, uh, wild Card and, and Onyx. I'm not sure what those uh, organizations are, but he, he signed that deal. And then just this past weekend, apparently he took a picture and posted on his Instagram of a new uh, BMW that he's acquired for just going out there mm-hmm. and sending out a tweet or a post on his IG saying, check out BMW of US, of U.S. of Tuscaloosa, the best out. 85 words, if, you know, you know, 85 characters and the man has gotten himself a BMW or his name, image and likeness just for being mm-hmm. associated with that. He's getting paid and there's nothing wrong with it because now it's legal. Talk to me about what you feel about this. All right. Again, young sophomore, I think rightfully so getting his just due, but man, this, this is just, this is re- this is growing folks money coming in, right. For someone that's uh, what, 1920 years old. Now he's got these BMWs. He's got $800,000 just for showing up and, and bagging groceries at the local Safeway or whatever the case may be. This, this is uh, this is pretty, this is pretty telling. And we saw this coming um, months ago. Talk to us about what you think about this here, Brian.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm um, uh, shout out to him. He's an he's an elite level <laughs> athlete and uh, he's being recognized as one. I'm never going to be upset with uh, somebody who's actually being uh, being properly compensated for their actual skill and merit, unlike some other just influencers who are famous for the sake of being famous. Talk this is a guy that. you see; he's a Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, yeah, it's just I I think it's a it's a very telling time, like the fact that he was able, like I think they said five thousand dollars for an instagram post for example that's his rate just for uh just for just for dropping a picture and and a caption shouting at a brand something five thousand dollars i think for years now that people that uh that the universities for example they've been able to bring in revenue from that these that these players uh contribute to Mm -hmm. on a large scale like football fans college football specifically the, the fans are are among the most fanatical I've ever seen. I've been to, to several games back in my university days, and I can see firsthand that like, you see the tailgates, you see the families, the, the stands are always packed. And so now they're able to profit off of themselves. And you look at maybe some some individuals, I'm not gonna say that everybody has the same story, same background. And uh, I mean, guess their opportunity, that they might be the first in their family. They might've been from a struggling family. Now they have a, a opportunity to change the narrative, to change, their family situation, change their situation and provide a better life for themselves. And so I think
1: uh more power to them. I'm, i I we uh, uh, guys wait me to chime in. I I I'm in agreement.
0: I always want you to chime in, brother, right? I'll yeah, I'm I'm in, in agreement. I mean I'm
1: glad I'm glad he's getting paid. I'm glad he's getting his justice. I'm glad he's using using his gifts to be able to, you know, change his family's wealth. The part I just I I just don't like about it and we've talked about this before. Now he's a target. Yeah, he is. A, he's a target. We talk about all the guys that are yeah. getting it. There's a lot of guys that want to take what he got, you know. Um, and you know, whether it be on the field, whether it be on campus, I mean, hard, how, how, it's not hard to find someone on campus. Like you said, during your college days, you run into people that were there, they were you know, the, the top athletes or people that were really influencers on, on campus. It's easy to run into them, and it's easy for people yeah. that don't have that for him to get that. And we talked about the equality thing with women. Where that money's not being, you know, I know he's the person that's on there, but now I believe with NILs, you know, where's the women marketing? Where is that for them? Where where's that big money for them? I haven't heard one woman get a big NIL deal except for Dennis Rodman's daughter. Right, he, yeah. she got a little bit or something, but that was about it. haven't heard from many of them getting big things. Um, but I'm gonna focus on the target part a little bit more. He's now taking a picture with his new BMW, driving on campus with his BMW. He's walking around, that publicizing. He has eight hundred thousand dollars at least in the bank. Um, I'm that grimy dude on the corner that don't have very much, and I see this person coming day in and day out. You know, eventually, when I get tired of it or something like that, unfortunately, people resort to many different things, and now he's got to he's got to be on his watchful eye all the time. You know, I would hope the university puts something in place to keep gentlemen like him safe, not just from people outside. Or outside, that's people that are on campus. And now he's gonna have to deal with the jealousy on his team. If I'm not making any money, and I see if my player is making eight, something that's making eight one point nine million dollars on the side, you think I'm not gonna get jealous? Especially when I got a family at home that has to eat, or my family's struggling, and this guy that I'm supposed to be blocking for every play is mm-hmm. getting this kind of money, and I'm getting nothing. We're, we're 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 eliminating the human the human element of jealousy, and basically people that see greed that's they funny. want they want what you got.
0: Speak on and they,
1: they just completely ignore that and they blast us all over the place for this young man to be a target. You know, uh, I, I, that's the part of, they haven't came to. It ha, we haven't had an incident yet. And I hope we don't have any incidents. But I'll tell you, the law averages, this is kind of the way it's going it, to Time, that's what's going to happen. You got something that I want. I don't have it. I have no other means of getting it. I don't know how else to get it. People resort to trying to take it.
0: TD is coming with a real statement the right strange here. He's thing. going to to use that money for some, for some security. Go go ahead, Ryan.
2: The strange thing about this, I feel, is uh, we, this is a a uniquely American thing. I was doing some reading on on finance and just how, uh, just the, like you you referenced earlier, I may not have traveled per se to other continents, but I I do consider myself to have been doing uh, quite a bit of extensive reading specifically on how other cultures uh, handle finance and just how the, how the world's interconnected. And then speak of individuals from across the globe on, on my podcast platform and uh, from all kinds of walks of life. And one of the things that, that we do that's strange to me is, as Americans, we publicize the amount of wealth. So we have Forbes. We have, we have things like, like when, when um, our favorite basketball player or one of these athletes, they sign a deal. We know how much the deal is worth. I don't think you should be in anybody's pockets like that. I mean, I I mm. personally, I just feel it doesn't, it doesn't help me. I think that's strange. And so with, with this being the deal, I mean, what if, I guess if it's a concern with somebody being a target while they're a student in the school, because it introduces a new dynamic. Okay. Um. What if it, what if it became something to where that money was deferred, it was saved up. And we talked about that to yeah. after they graduated. Man, or something? Yes. We talked about yeah. that before. Yeah. yeah. We talked yeah. about that.
1: Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm be- glad you did. It's, I mean yeah. that's that's a possibility. Yeah, but 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 then but that was let's play that was advocate with that. It's my money. I just I'm working for it. I got it. Why do I got to wait for it? You know what I mean? I I, I from this I, the student athlete is not wrong for taking the money. He's not wrong at all. He's supposed to get everything he can get out of it. The the university's a bit milking right. the athletes for forever. I, there's nothing wrong with that. But the bottom line, the dynamic of an 18 year old getting a 1.9 million in comparison to a 22 year old that has lawyers and agents within in the NFL which which really protects their players is completely different college is not yeah. built for that it's not that that the, the mechanism is no. not set up like that is there so this young man is going to be on campus going to class going to games going to parties you can't stop him from being 18 19 years old mm-hmm. most 18 19 years old are pretty flashy they want to be out there they want to be seen they want to be you know they want they want to shine a little bit out there you're a target not only for Criminal activity, you're a target for women, you're a target for people with business. You're just a target for everything. And he doesn't have, he doesn't have the much knowledge. He doesn't have the knowledge, I don't think, or the experience to get over. It. Hopefully his family's there and helping him managing it. Hopefully he has someone in his corner doing it. But where I'm from and where we're from, if an 18-year-old got a million dollars, man, you can't tell him anything. Yeah. There's nothing you can tell him. And I even preach on the dynamic. Yeah. I think someone like him is going to be hard to coach now, especially if you disagree with him as an offensive coordinator or a quarterback coach. Because I make one, I have one point nine million in the bank, and you make three hundred thousand dollars. What are you going to tell me? I'm projected to go to the pros right now. I'm going to go make more money. What are you going to tell me? I can defy authority now because that the carrot of your scholarship hanging over your head that was dangling that I could possibly take or bench you is no longer there anymore. I have one point nine in the bank. What you going to tell? What are you going to tell me? Now we haven't met that yet, but I'm telling you that attitude's coming. It, it's it's growing. It's gonna sure. grow. It's gonna come. Cause we see it. we see it in athletes now. We see the in high school athletes. We see it in young young people now. It, it, it man, I think it just opened up a bad can of worms with this thing with NIL. They just didn't keep the process thought. I agree with you. It should have been delayed funding. It should be you can get a little bit now, and the rest is gonna go till you graduate, or wait, or till you become a professional, or till you're out of school. It should have been delayed. I don't. There's no benefits for giving that kind of money to someone young like that because I don't know if they're responsible enough or the family's responsible or the circle around them responsible enough to manage that money the right way and manage the situation he's going to be involved in the right way. Wow. it's That's going to be very difficult to navigate. And the more you got out there, the more difficult it's going to be more to navigate. So yeah. there, I mean, those are the things. You have
2: professional true. athletes at, at the uh... –
1: you have professional
2: athletes at the post-collegiate level, like, uh, like pro, NBA, yeah. NFL. These major sports league that mismanaged their money, and years after they, I guess, after they retire from injury or just out of the league, they're pissed poor because they didn't have anybody in their corner to show them how to use that money. So, if, if it happens to people at that level after going through the college system and, and then being older and having the opportunity to mature and hopefully get, acquire some of those things. I think that what you're saying is exactly right That they're, they're more prone to doing that because they might not have the, those uh, systems in place. And then I don't expect the university to equip them with those resources either because yep. uh, that's another discussion in itself. I feel like they're, the universities are, are failing, uh, failing a lot of students in terms of what they should be learning. Uh, like I said, another discussion, <laughs> but I don't trust them to prepare the the students that are getting these deals with with the resources to do that entirely without having some kind of uh different interest because I mean it's 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 revenue they're not they're
1: uh, they're losing out on true yeah so that's that's the scary part uh, this is the concept
0: yeah so Tony says this that is the concept to make them use all that money up and have nothing. That is why the colleges do not care. I'm, well, I'm, I'm gonna, not. A, I, go, go ahead, because I say I'm gonna tail that we'll go, off to gonna, what what Brian was saying, but, 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 and we're gonna have yeah. to have a no whole
1: nother session. Yeah. this. the 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 money is one issue. The money is one issue. Yeah, I'm talking about oh. the situations they're gonna be in is is a whole entirely ind- different mm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, I I mean, yeah, this young man go, he goes to. I mean, we got let's let's keep it one down. We got rappers that are successful that are dying because they got money. We have hip hop artists that are dying because they because they put themselves in those kind of situations. What makes you think a superstar act won't put themselves in the same or similar situations? Mm -hmm. You know, period. People get jealous. People want what you Uh got. People want to take what you got. People want to put you in situations that are bad for you. Now you're proving to every you know, not that they're not already in, but drugs, everything that's all out there, all the bad stuff is negative to you. It's gonna be more attractive to you now because you have money. It's publicized, you got money. It's going to be around you more so more so than not. That attracts a bad element. Those situations are really hard for an 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old, even 25, 30 years old to decipher and figure them what to get themselves out of those situations. More so, the NFL and those professional situations, like you said, have the infrastructure to kind of protect them. They have mm-hmm. some certain things that you kind of protect around college. They, do not. they do not at all. There's nothing in there. So. Go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead. Montel, you, you bring up a great
2: point. Now, what if, what if it becomes something to where if they're going to do this, they make it mandatory that they have to have an agent or they have to have maybe somebody. They, they find an individual like, uh, yeah, on their own, not through the university with ulterior motives or trying to profit off them, but somebody of their
1: selection. They just have to have someone to help them manage their money.
2: What do you think no, about I that? No, I agree.
1: They, they need that. They, I, don't, I don't think it should, it should be a mandatory. That should be in place. You need to have someone to help you manage your money manage your Nil show you how to you know either make money off of it or passport or save it or however you want to do it but show them how to manage it um, I'm more I'm more concerned about the situation the part because the money's going to be there there's money because these guys are these guys are walking billboards you know they're making a lot of money for the university they're going to bowl games we're getting approach the tournament it's gonna be a lot of money in the, in the NCAA tournament these guys are walking billboards and making a lot of money I'm just saying I don't understand how they're gonna control an 18, 19 year old um in, in doing some of the things they want to do. For example, there's a young there's a young athlete that we have in California that we that I know of. He hasn't even went to college yet. He's driving around in a Lamborghini. A Lamborghini at that age. And before he was even 18 years old, he has a Lamborghini and he's already signed an endorsement deal for a million dollars. Wow. I've seen where he's been at hanging out. At. I've seen places where he's gone. You know, what makes you think that somebody that's grimier else doesn't see that and doesn't do that situation? And we all know when we're young and we're young, man, we think we're invincible. We think we're invincible. What's going to stop me from having to protect myself in that way or somebody from attacking me in that way? NCAA has not thought of that yet because now you've made, instead of where there's one profile, there's 100 on your team that's 100 just profile targets now. I may not be able to get you the superstar, but I can get your buddy because I know he just made $50,000. You you just made – so. It just made things a lot complicated by just saying, "Hey, here's the money. All right, you guys figure it out." Yeah. And we're gonna put it out there that you got the money. And, and, it. As, and as we know, as we know, especially you know, I've been to schools down south. It's it's a different dynamic there. There's there's not a lot of places to okay blend in and hide. Huh. You know, in, in LA, you can hide. You can hide yeah. yourself in LA because it's it's glitz and glamour. You can hide yourself in the Bay Area. It's glitz and glamour. You can't hide in Tuscaloosa, Alabama.
0: <laughs> you can't Everybody that knows that BMW truck, that's driving down the block. <laughs> is yours?
1: Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't think they realize what the, that part of it is really. Is just is really crazy to me because I don't think what they sent them. You know what, what's been going to happen, and it can be. I mean, as we know, it can be best friends. It can be jealousy, jealous friends from home. What What's going to stop me, Brian? If you just got a one point nine million. We used to be neighbors. What's going to stop me from kidnapping your mom and holding your mom ransom?
2: Oh, hopefully, common sense.
1: But I'm saying, I'm, I mean, I got sense. I will do You know what I mean? No, I'm. I put. Yeah, I put real scenarios and real situations. What What would stop somebody from doing that if they were desperate enough? Nothing. And they haven't equipped these people to be ready for anything like that. So, I it's just crazy, man. I I, I really I think it's it's it's, it's it's, I'm glad they're getting paid. I wish there was just there was a structure, an infrastructure set up the way they were, they're going to funnel them the money, get them the money, where they wouldn't be out there so much and it wouldn't be so just like, hey, I'm out here. I got a car because I, I did a tweet." Wow. So now you got a brand new BMW drive across campus that's worth about $50,000. On top of that, I just read that you got one point nine billion million. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. I see him all the time. He'd be at the club. Okay. All right.
0: Don't, the, the, don't don't, up, don't get just, that, don't, don't be slipping. Yeah, that's just,
1: that meant, that's just, that's and, just, and, and again, we haven't even talked about the psychological measure. What if, he, what if he's not as successful no more? What if this kid is not successful no more? The pressure, cause there's pressure with all these things that are coming to him. And
0: there's he's an only a sophomore, pressure. right? And he's only yeah. a sophomore. So he's got, he's, there's, he's gotta he's be already, successful. He's already got the trophy, right? He's already yeah. got the Heisman. Is he gonna try to, is he gonna get it again? You know, t- two more times, he's going to get the national championship. Well, you know, what's, well, what's he going to do? Now he's gonna the thing is, if he's life. not
1: successful, he's going to be ostracized. It's one of the two. You're either going to be successful in there and continue success, or you're going to be ostracized. Ask Russell Russellbrook Russell right now. Ask Russell Russellbrook right now because he's going through. Bruh. A guy who's been successful all of his life and he's struggling right now, he's getting death threats on his family for playing basketball. Yeah, yeah that's, Which is that's, that's no joke. But I'm saying, yeah. listen, that's the reality of society. That's the way things are now with our culture, with Twitter and all that stuff. This man's been successful all his time with his life, playing basketball, been successful wherever he was at. Now people, now that he's not having success with the Lakers, him and his wife have been in death, death threats.
0: Yeah, but Russell Westbrook says he can't bring his children to the game because of what they, or the names that they're calling, you know, calling yeah. him on, on the court there. Here, here, here's but, the but, thing, man. But, um, but, but, but we're
1: talking about, but now we're not, wait, wait, hold on, Jack, but we're not talking about what's a Russell Westbrook who's in his 30s. We're talking about a, a, a 19-year-old now. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're talking about the young fella. Yeah, we're talking, hmm Now, what is the 19-year-old going to do when he's not
1: successful? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what is he going to do? Because he doesn't know how to navigate that. He's not successful. He got money, but he's not successful in the court no more. No one's praising him no more. People are are now threatening him and talking bad about him. That's a whole mental thing that we haven't dealt with yet either, which we're going to be dealing with, I promise you, with this NIL. We're going to start dealing with that, dealing with those things. NCAA did not think about that mechanism at all, and 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 it fails. Not fail to pay pay the athletes, which they should do over the show. They failed to set up an infrastructure that's gonna help them navigate through the through, the, through, through these issues and these things that are gonna be coming up. Because I, I refuse to think they're dumb. There's smart people in there. You can forecast yeah. things that are gonna happen. These things happen historically, these happen. Right. You get a lot, people get jealous, people take action, people do do things. You 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 get a lot, you fail, there's mental illness because you don't know how come you failed or what's going on or how to deal with those things. All these things we know happen. And there's nothing set up to help these young men and young women cope with this in the sports arena. And it's going to be, and it's going to be done in a, in a public eye because everybody sees it with Twitter and everything else going on. Dang. Fail, man. I, I feel bad. I feel, I'm not that bad that he's going to fail, but I just feel bad for that. The ones that don't, the ones that slip through the cracks, man, it's going to be hell. I believe it's going to be really hell for them to have to do, try to deal with all the situations.
2: Right. Yeah. Like you said, is not not saying that he is going to fail. I hope he does well and continues to do so. but just just you have to think if this rolls out, well, this rolls out large scale and applies to other individuals, not everybody's going to be a success. Not mm-hmm. everybody continues to go to play to the pro level. Some people get injured. some people might their lives diverge for one reason or another through choice or or otherwise. But you know this this is part of the reason, I think probably what i what I most enjoyed about my discussion here thus far tonight. Is that you guys looking at things that are that are not as looked at uh, as much as they should be, such as like the the uh, the the mental implications of this, like the financial part is important. But think about mm-hmm. this; these are so I'm a, I consider myself uh, I'm at the the high end of still being young. I can get away with it. I'm 26, but a 19 year old. I'm thinking about myself at 19. That's that's essentially. Uh, it's a final line. Of your world. You're you're legally an adult, but you still are very uh, un. There's a lot you don't know about yourself. You're still figuring it out. You you haven't really fully identified yourself in terms of who you are in the world, and then you're you're thrust into this this huge success. But you know, if if you rise that quickly and don't have the uh, the system to support yourself and have the people around you and have the the skills and character that's being uh, developed at the same time, the fall is going to be just as hard. And that's what's the real concern is it sounds like what what you guys really care about is not necessarily because some people could look at it as a standpoint. It's like, okay, well, there's 19 year old kids making more money than me. Okay. Well, that's not the stance that that you guys are taking. I mean, this is, this is a lot of money, like a million dollars is nothing to scoff at. You guys are more concerned about the individual's well being, which I applaud you guys for that. And I, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more.
0: Appreciate you on that, man. Cause that that is that is conscious what what we're doing, right? That and, and that's why the mission statement of Team No Steve is the social impact, right, of, of sport yeah. and things of that nature. So, I, I took some notes while while both you guys were talking. I want I want to be cognizant of time, right? Um, we can keep talking forever, and 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 I, I would love to, but I I now want to have another conversation specifically around again now, now that again, I keep saying we were day zero with NIL, but now we're, we're, we're in the day 100 now. So now it's actually in in motion and in progress. Now the conversation needs to start happening more and more about how to take care and care for these young athletes and how to put the the foundation and the framework around them to make sure that they're, they're taken care of and that they're safe and that they're looked after and and, and all of that stuff, make sure they got people to, to look after them when they get out there in the streets with these new Mercedes Benz and BMWs. Um, so with that being said, Ryan, I want to invite you back, obviously, to be on sure. on, on, on the show. And if you want to bring the other cats that are part, part of your squad as well, we'd love to have them as part of a discussion. Uh, we had a couple of other stories. We didn't get into them, but, man, that, hopefully that just means that y'all got everybody else that's listening got to come back. You know, <laughs> we, we didn't talk about your boy, Russell Wilson. We didn't talk about <laughs> your boy, Aaron Rodgers. Um, who else did we not? Did we, there was a couple of other things that we that we missed. I think that that I think that was it. Because again, talking about money, yeah. mo- moving, moving around, <laughs> <laughs> always coming back to the money piece. Let, let let me look at these these comments real quick before I do a little roundtable, and and then uh, Brian, let you shut it shut it down. Tony is saying NCAA set it up so it would fail. People are going to die, and then they're <laughs> going to say, "See, we have them." We had them at a chance, and it didn't work. Interesting, yeah. Okay, man, that's that's poignant, man. You you can't sleep on that. Uh Kevin is saying, I think we are seeing this in society right now with influencers in quotes who make it big mm-hmm. and don't have good habits in place. Another example is a lot of winners. Look, oh, look at their problems created by money. Kevin, yes, right? boy, you. you. What are my what, are my, what are my sound effects that boy you you just you just hit it right there with that you mess around and get this thirty million dollars because you didn't win the lot won a scratcher and you don't know what to do with you think this money is gonna solve all your problems and now you got you, you got cousins and aunts and you got folks coming out the woodworks and you got all kind man we, we can keep we can I mean going. this no, no.
2: this is on the extreme end but the worst thing that could happen to like I said this is extreme. Worst thing that could happen to a drug addict is for them to win the lottery. Because now that they have uh, a seemingly or humanly uh, endless supply of funds for them to fuel that that negative vice that they have, they're going to drive themselves into the ground. Wow! And so, it's it's, it may not be that extreme with with a with a young individual, but you know, we all have our vices to to say.
0: Wow, that is that is incredibly sad too. But it's it's true. Be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, man, Montel, t- I'm going to turn it over to you, man. I See, mess around, mess around and get me thinking about things. I'm, I'm going to be laying on the floor <laughs> again here in like two hours, just, just meditating in the dark or something. But
1: uh, No, no, man, I, I think I think this is a good, healthy conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, like we said, you know, m- money is very important for these young people. Obviously, you know, this is big money for them to manage. But I think, you know, like you said, the things that come along with money aren't always sweet, you know, and they're not always candy, candy and ice cream, you know there's a dark side to the money as well hmm. may not be necessarily you, but it's things that are surrounding your surroundings and things that are around. Um, I, I just hope people are cognizant of those things. I hope that uh, the universities are cognizant of those things. I hope coaches are cognizant of those things, you know, and I, and I hope the person the individual that has that money is cognizant of those things as well. So they can understand what's going on around them and hopefully just make better decisions. You know, you got to make better decisions because again, that limelight, man, you know, that limelight is nice. You know, on the outside, but on the inside, man, there's a whole bunch of things going on. So um, I wish them all the best, of, of course, in the world. Um, and I just hope, like, like I said, I just want to bring awareness to it, man, just, to, you know, that people understand and, and, and dig deep into it. You know, just don't see on the service, hey, they got a lot of money. You know, they're everything's solved and everything's yeah. dandy. Yeah. That's not the case no more. And like I said, it's definitely not the case with someone that's, that's as young as 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Like you said, Brian, you alluded, they're still trying to find themselves. They're trying to find out where they fit in the world. And let's just forget sports. Let's just talk about real life waking up every day. They're still trying to find themselves. Yeah. They're trying to still figure out who they are, what they're doing, what they want to do, what their likes, what their dislikes are. And amongst all that, trying to navigate, all that navigation, there's there's forks in the road and there's pits, pits and falls. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope, I hope, I hope these, these young people can navigate themselves, through those things, and they have a support that mechanism to help them out
2: because uh everybody
1: has the best interest at in heart. well said. exactly yeah. exactly
2: well said
0: ryan talk to us a little bit about the uh the infusion breakout show man breakdown show. sure let me let me get it right hold on the infusion breakdown show yeah talk to us a little bit about that one more
2: time <laughs> yeah so uh like i said earlier the infusion breakdown show is a, a three-person podcast that i have with my 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 uh what i want to call them i can't say uh my boys. Oh, you know, you <laughs> I was squad. like, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> colleagues. It's like, that's, that's like you're at work. No, these are, these are my boys, Josh and Dez. So we've been, we've been at it since 2018. And so each week we break down a different question and I'm really looking forward to season five. We have a, a hell of a schedule that we put together and we're going to be tackling a lot of like a uh, pretty difficult, difficult subject matter that affects people within our, our age group, specifically young men and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So, if you uh, if you like this discussion, if uh, you're interested, we're definitely gonna have to link it with you guys on our side, and uh, hopefully collaborate and put something together, and we can uh, share this with your audience as well. Because awesome. you guys are are always a well as far as I, as far as I can tell, you guys are a great audience to have a discussion with, and uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks for, thanks for the invite.
0: Definitely, man. Thank you for coming. Like I said, I will put the link to your show and, and your contact information in the description. Um, this is what we do though, man. Every Tuesday, 6 30 PM. Um, uh, Montel and I come in here, Team No Sleep, and we talk the social impact of sport, folks. Make sure if we again, if we rub you the wrong way, tell somebody. If we rub you the right way, tell somebody as well. Give us the criticism, give us the feedback, give us anything that'll help us grow, so that'll help you grow as well. Because that's that's really what it's all about. We're we're just here trying to share these stories and make sure that everyone is uh is is taking care of themselves. So man, that that being said, listen, we 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 did it tonight again. Brian, you came in and you didn't get scared away. I mean, so I mean we definitely know you're a good dude. You know, we, <laughs> we we gave you some hard questions, you know, we uh check checked your knowledge on some things and, and you and you passed with flying colors, brother. So appreciate you for jumping through uh definitely we'll check you out on the other side montel take us out brother
1: yeah man stay 10 toes down for your prayers. we'll see you guys next week we out
0: be cool y'all <laughs>